I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Are you fucking it high? Was- yes, I am! Asshole face man! You are my podcast. My only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh talking. my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> I got a whole folder full of dick pics, okay? Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know, Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. Oh, they're horrible. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bullshit. Now with twice the whores. The offensive has begun. Yes, the offensive has begun. Uh, the offensive show that uh, that uh, some people won't listen to because, well, there's too many fucks in the opening. But uh, uh, and 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 I'm and, I, and hello, I'm uh, extremely angry about my asshole. Episode 117 of the Lotus Effect, uh, with, which is that's the provisional show title. We'll see what it actually becomes later. Um, but uh, you know, the, the show's made up. Content doesn't matter. And uh, I'm Phone Boy. I'm the president of the United States. I have all of the power. What the actual fuck? Apparently, I'm Phoenix? I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. What the fuck? (laughs) The day you are president, that would make me first lady question mark? I guess. Ooh, first lady of the Lotus Effect. Maybe that needs to be my damn name. But whatever it is, well, it's definitely freaky and it starts like this. What is this, a freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. Uh, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! We're there. I just had an orgasm. Yes, because that's the original Willy Wonka, not this other woke shit that they're trying to put on us. But anyway, um, so... The Lotus affects everybody differently, and so happened. So, thank you for your courage, and and, and, and uh, thank you for helping to propagate the the model of the Podfather himself. Now, it, if you're fairly new to the No Agenda family, because we we do we do touch people that uh, don't come in those circles, uh, well, here's how it works: we're we oh Benjamins and Boostograms. Yeah, we we were about Benjamins and Boostograms. Yes, we we that's it's valuable uh, valuable. It's it's value for value. Here, let yeah. me pick up the baton yeah. because apparently Phone Boy dropped it and now he's tripping all over it and his own tongue. So we're a value for value podcast, which means that whatever value you get from the entertainment that we provide, give it back to us in either your time, your talent, or your treasure. And the ways that you can do that. 
Or you can go to lotuseffect.show and click on the green We Like Money button. You can send us some of those fiat fun coupons that they're trying to take away and make it all digital. You know, if your money offends you, we are a charitable organization. We will take it off your hands gladly and put it to good use like merchandising so that more people can listen to and be affected by the Lotus Effect. And you can also send us Boostergrams using a podcasting 2.0 app. And if you don't have one by now, I do not know your lost cause. But yeah, you, yeah, the, the, you just, can yeah, go to yeah. nudepodcastapps.com after taking your lashing for not having one. Or if you are shy, you're not into that shit. Yeah, you can keep all your clothes on. Go to nudepodcastapps.com. And also, you can send us mail. We like snail mail. You can send us the good old government way. If you would like the address, you can contact us in the back channel. And yes. we'll provide it without a problem. And I'm going to let Phone Boy try to tell everybody about the wonderful pedal heads who contributed some value back to us recently. Yes, I'm going to. Uh, so I don't know where BoostBot went, but BoostBot has not... Uh, BoostBot's it, ill. Built, BoostBot doesn't seem to be receiving sats for some reason. So uh, so I had, to go, I had to go back through my Telegram channel to find you all You actually had to do some real... Yeah. IT guy work. Yeah, so um, so we, we missed a couple of boostograms on the last week, so apologize for that. But now I've got, I think I have them all, and I have and I have uh, Satoshi, the Satoshi stream bought up on my uh, on my other window here, so I can uh, monitor boostograms f- uh, during the show. So um, so anyway, we've got a NetNed who comes in with a stack of nine, a sack of nines for Christmas, nine 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 using Fountain. That's great. Uh, we also got uh, from Oystein Birch twenty one twenty one sats. He says, "Love your show and fuck big pharma." Yeah. We agree with that. And then you got Bully Steed uh, coming in when, with 7777 sats saying, glad you're all on the mend. Preach. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we, we were. We've been sick. Badly. Um, yes. And then another and then another uh, another 7777 from Boosty Steed. Uh, UN rape, not natural, however common. Yes. Yeah, so that, 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 to talk about that episode. Again, yeah. talking about Kathy O'Brien and coffee and chronic telling the story of this amazing woman who from the time she was born until well into her 20s, maybe even 30s, was horribly abused and passed around by our government and other high-ranking officials from other countries. And she really brings to light the shit going on with the MK Ultra and how in danger our children really are. So check it out. Coffee and Chronic, Monday mornings, 7 a.m. Hopefully we'll be on this Monday, but uh, we'll have to get back to you on that because I have to talk to my co-host, Hempress Emily M. Yeah, it's hard to do a show by yourself. It'd be called Phone Boy Speaks. Oh, wait a minute. I did that show a long time ago. And uh, it was lovely. Don't discount the fact Phone Boy Speaks was what the world needed at its time. No. And now you have risen and ascended above Phone Boy Speaks to the Lotus Effect. Yes. I, I don't know why um I don't know why it says I am well, it doesn't say that I'm on the no agenda stream. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it is Hold on, let me make sure because I'm. This I'm, would really be disappointing if we weren't. Yes, well, it, we we may have lost connection. We may have lost connection or something, and I'm just trying. Well, it's to a see good it. thing we have a record button here locally, so we're not missing yeah. anything that's coming out of our gobs. 
Exactly. Okay. Anyway, it seems like it's fine now. I was just, uh, I, I was, I did, like I said, the, 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 something changed. Anyway, uh, so we also got. It, it really would not be the Lotus Effect if something did not go tits up first thing off the bat. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, okay. So can you read the next couple? Can you, while, sure. while I do this? So we had Adamar come in for a hundred sats saying financial freedom. Comic strip blogger. Hey, look at this. So 3333 from CSB saying Happy New Year 2024. Yo, CSB from www.csb.lol. Shameless plug CSB, but we'll take it. And then, uh uh-oh, look who it is. It's your girl Phoenix with 3333 for a rideshare radio request saying love of my life sammy kershaw i love you phone boy yeah, yeah. and i do oh there you go yeah so if you don't want to be, if you want to be part of this boostergram um party well you know get a new podcast app and you can participate uh live or not yeah go ahead now i won't say that i um understand everything but it was certainly uh, different and oh uh yes well well worth a dollar yeah and it's time for the feedback segment I got mail! Yay! And you can send us mail at phoneboy at lotuseffect.show or phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X at lotuseffect.show. Um, you can also... Um, send Message us on no agenda. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I'm, I'm phoneboy. Uh, phoenix is P-H-E-O-N-I-X followed by a bunch of other shit. It's linked in the show notes now. So, um, you yeah. know, and then uh, you can also uh, you can also call us um, at 253-237-3321. One ringy-dingy. Two ringy-dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. Yeah, and Ernestine and Chip aren't standing by, but Google Voices, and it'll it'll. It comes up with some interesting stuff. I assure you. Yeah. And and you will become a show title, which has become quite an honor apparently in our circle. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah. But meanwhile, we don't. Um, so we have a refire topic, and I think we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna anyway. The refire the, this week. The refire topic is um, kind of went with the obvious and simple. Hey, what do you, what kind of New Year's resolutions you got, um, or do you even do? New Year's resolutions. I mean, that's right. Some people don't. No, that's right. But anyway, we've now, I think we've now laid out what the show, uh, you know, what this is and who we are and, and, and thanking our producers. And so. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. But the one thing we won't take. We don't want your shit. Please, Please don't send us your shit. shit. That's right. Be respectful. Don't be racially inappropriate we don't care if you cuss because have you fucking heard our show but yeah we we don't put up with any rate we are racially tolerant whether we want to be or not we are racially tolerant so just don't okay be be a human fucking being and don't be a douchebag like these people you know it's time for the health segment which is of course not brought to you by pfizer yeah uh, yeah and we need to play my clip here that Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Next. Welcome to the Healthmaster Inferno, powered uh, by Cure Me Technology. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear. And this one goes in your butt. Yeah, now that's a... You know, there. You know, that's probably what our healthcare is, certainly feels like that right now. You know, I don't know. Um, but the quality of care declines after a private equity uh, takes over hospitals. Uh, well, you know, they're treating us like cattle, and if you think of how cattle are treated by veterinarians, and you listen to that clip, it 
kind of falls in line. Yeah, exactly. So now patients are more likely to fall, get new infections, or experience other forms of harm during their stay in a hospital after it is acquired by a private equity firm, according to a new study led uh, uh, by researchers at Harvard Medical School. Well, I might actually, I might actually be able to agree with this one that you know Harvard, even a blind nut gets a squirrel sometimes. Yeah, that. <laughs> blind nut gets a squirrel. You're going to have to write blind nut gets a squirrel. That was an <laughs> epic fuck up. <laughs> so the research published December 26th in JAMA is among a handful of recent nationwide analysis on how private equity takeovers affect the quality of patient care in hospitals. The increases are seen in conditions or outcomes deemed preventable and are key measures of hospital safety and quality. Now, the findings come amid growing concerns about private equity's increasing role in U.S. healthcare, with a trillion invested in the past decade. The researchers said the findings are alarming because they may reflect bottom line incentives overshadowing patient care and safety. Really, Captain Obvious? That doesn't take a fucking analysis firm to know that. So the economic repercussions of private equity acquisitions are not a new concern. Previous studies done by Song and co-author Joseph Dov Bruch of the University of Chicago indicate that this high debt for profit financial model of hospital ownership may also lead to increased spending and other economic implications. Many have expressed concerns about hospital bankruptcies under private equity ownership that often leave underserved populations with limited access to care. But up until now, the effects of private equity deals on patient health and quality of care have remained understudied and poorly understood. Now, after a hospital was acquired by private equity, admitted Medicare patients had a 25% increase in hospital-acquired complications compared with patients admitted before the acquisition. So patients also had a, 25, a 27% more falls and 38% more bloodstream infections caused by central lines, which are temporary surgically inserted ports that allow easy intravenous access for patients receiving repeated drug infusions or other treatments. The increase was seen despite private equity hospitals placing 16% fewer central lines than before the buyout. All of these results were calculated while taking into account changes, trends, and patterns over the same period of time at peer hospitals not owned by private equity to isolate the difference that were due to the change in ownership. Curiously, the study found a small drop in hospital deaths at private equity hospitals. This, the researchers said, may be due to social and demographic factors. Private equity patients were younger and less disadvantaged than those at peer hospitals not owned by private equity. It may also be due to patients getting transferred more often out of private equity hospitals. When the researchers followed patients longer after discharge, the small decrease in deaths dissipated within a month after leaving the hospital. That's some pretty scary shit right there. Yeah, well, does not make me want to go into any um, any medical facility. We can. We no, can. it's it's just another reason to. Be really mindful of your health and take care of your body. And that way, you know, you can do this, too. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Look at that, look at that. Fastest thing on two feet. 
No, I've I've never streaked, but uh, I mean, well, okay. Have you ever skinny dipped? Um, I'm trying to remember if I have or not. I don't think I have, but I, I that's ha- going on but the I, bucket I, list. But I, but what I have done is I've, I've, I've streaked in so far as I, I was, you know, I had a, a, a you know, a, a, um, a fitness, a, a, fit, a fitness streak. Yes. Or an activity streak, which is a, I remember that. Yes. Um, you know, of course that was about all I had back in those days. So it was that or drinking and I did a lot of both, you know, so um, you have spoken of this. Yes, it is. Now an activity streak has the power to compel behavior and marketers have taken note now, Marketing researchers Jackie Silverman and and Alexandra Barash recently documented 101 unique instances, including Snapchat, Candy Crush, Saga, Wordle, and the Duolingo language platform. Whatever the hell that is, um, the uh, you know what Duolingo is? Uh, yes, I understand, but I don't know what they're. Yeah, but it, it, to call it a fucking platform anyway, it's just I'm sorry. Um, so. Now, the, and, and, and the apps that have incorporated streaks into their architecture by tracking the number of consecutive days a user completes a task. There are even apps dedicated solely to tracking streaks. Now, what is it about streaks that makes them so compelling? How do they drive consumer behavior and decision making? We got we, we to be able to get them, you know, we got to be able to get them. A researcher published an article in the Journal of, a- of, a- of a- the Academy of Marketing Science on the phenomenon. Now, because there's no generally dis- uh, accept- accepted uh, definition of what a streak is the researchers started by trying to define the phenomenon, and there appear to be four different characteristics of, of a streak. Now, first, streaks require unchanging performance and temporal parameters. In other words, rules established by the streaker or others define what it means to successfully complete the activity and scheduling for doing so. For example, a, a streak may involve completing a session of 50 push-ups every calendar day. Second, the streak holder largely attributes completing the activity to, to his or her resolve. Third, a streak is a series of the same completed activities activity that the person maintaining the streak considers to be uninterrupted. Fourth, the streaker qualifies the series duration. For instance, a streak holder can tell you exactly how many consecutive work days they biked into the office, so they can tell you the precise date the streak began. Now, this definition distinguishes an activity streak from winning streaks and lucky streaks. Unlike activity streaks, winning streaks depend on the performance of others, an opponent, while lucky streaks involve outcomes that are not under the control of the person executing the streak. Now, um, people will often engage in, in, in behavior patterns or recurring ways of acting in a given situation. Now, a streak is a form of pattern behavior, but there are others. Most people have habits which are, are reflexive-like and triggered by context. For example, many people mindlessly fasten their seatbelts upon getting in a car. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a habit, yeah. Um, the, uh, now, the, the automatic aspect sets a habit apart from a streak. The, a streak often requires the actor to have a strategy for completing the activity in various situations or contexts. For example, someone with a streak of running at least one mile every calendar day may need to carefully plan a run when traveling across time zones. Yes, I've done that. Um, you know, and, and, and yes, I broke a, I literally broke a streak of, I'm trying to remember the number of, uh, the number of days in a row where I got, you know, I, you know, I'd like tripled it my It was race. better than 700. I know that. Maybe even better than 800. Yeah, and I and I and I broke it because uh, because yeah, I crossed a time zone and I didn't plan accordingly. So, um, 
So um, now in general, yeah, so in, in general, a um, yeah, so by tapping into various psychological drivers of behavior, streaks can motivate people in several ways. Now, in general, a streak adds a higher level goal, i.e. keeping the streak alive, to a lower level goal, completing an individual activity. So streaks also add structure to an activity, and structure can simplify thinking and decision making. Now, to the extent to which your goal or achievement and structure is important to you would influence your commitment to a streak. Now, daily streaks add structure, so it's, yeah, it's generally beneficial behavior. Now, activities that are more relevant to one's identity are more likely to generate commitment to a streak. If someone identifies as religious, a daily streak of praying may be more appealing than a daily streak of playing Wordle because it's praying, it's the praying streak that can provide a way of demonstrating one's desired identity to others. Now, while, while streaks can compel behavior, they do not motivate all people for all situations. They can even have the opposite effect because some people are turned off by the prospect of a streak because they're concerned about being obligated to do it as reflected in the comments of a former streak runner. I realize if I let it, if I let it, the streak could become a thing that controlled my life, my travel and those around me. Again, I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So that is actually something that, yeah. So, this, but it, it's interesting trying to, because, you know, I, this is something that at, at some point I'm, I think I'm going to do. I'm going to get back into the habit of running, which I. Well, you know, we do have the first of the year coming up, sir. Yeah. And you have a girlfriend who has a gym membership and has invited you to join her. And you've even gotten the proper footwear after the debacle we had. So you have exactly, oh, zero fucking excuses. Yeah, well, I I, I don't know what my excuse is for this. Um. <laughs> well, we don't have an exempic story today, so... Uh. But alcohol's effect on the stomach... Yeah, but this is pretty shitty. Yeah, it is. Alcohol's effect on stomach transit time depends on the alcohol concentration. Uh, so, yeah, why does my... The, the, the title of the story is, Why Does Alcohol Make My Poo Go Weird? Uh, now, in general... Alcoholic beverages such as whiskey and vodka with high alcohol concentrations, i.e. above 15%, slow down the movement of food in the stomach. Beverages with comparatively low alcohol concentrations such as wine and beer speed up the movement of food in the stomach. Go figure. These changes in gut trends that explain why some people can get a sensation of fullness and abdominal discomfort when they drink vodka or whiskey. Now, how long someone has been drinking a lot of alcohol can, can also affect small bowel transit. Now, we know from experiments with rats that chronic use of alcohol accelerates the transit of food through the stomach and small bowel. This shortened transit time through the small bowel can also happen when humans drink a lot of alcohol and is linked to diarrhea. Alcohol can also reduce the absorption of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in the, in, in the in duodenum, which is the first part of the small bowel. It doesn't seem like that would be uh, a good thing. I don't know. but uh, um, And then uh, alcohol can lead to the reduced absorption of xylose, which is a type of sugar. That's interesting. Um, of course, you know, you realize when you're drinking alcohol, you're drinking sugar because your body's, you know, anyway, that's a... Exactly. It's it, a byproduct of the fermentation process. Yes. So that means diarrhea is more likely to occur in drinkers who also consume a lot of sugary foods such as sweets and sweetened juices. Now, when rats are exposed to high doses of alcohol over a short period of time, it results in a small bowel transit delay. Now, this, this suggests acute alcohol intake, such as an episode of binge drinking, is more likely to lead to constipation than diarrhea. 
Um, this is backed up by recent research using the study effects of alcohol on 507 university students. They're, those are professional drinkers right there. As you, oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So now, interestingly, the researchers also found there was more of a type of bacteria known as acidobacteria in heavy drinkers and in non-drinkers. Now, this suggests the bacteria may have a role to play in school, uh, school consistency. God, what am I saying? Stool cons- consistency. Yeah. Slow down. Yes. But binge drink. Drinking doesn't always lead to constipation. Binge drinking in patients with irritable bowel syndrome, for example, clearly leads to diarrhea, nausea, and abdominal pain. Well, okay, I don't have IBS, but I can tell you, after a night of drinking some hot, fresh, nasty alcohol, I will tell you that I have had what we call the maids, the morning after diarrhea shits. So, um, just... Um, for context, uh, apparently people can't connect to the chat. There seems to be something wrong, phone boy. Yes, uh, so I don't know what it is because, um, I, so, because it's a DNS issue. It's, uh, I need to make sure he's, um, let me see what is going on here. So, um, they can, uh, I can send them a different link for the, for those who are trying to, but, um, I, I don't know. So, I, because this is, because it's a, it, I don't know what it's doing. Uh, it should still be there. But there may be a problem with Kiwi IRC or something. It's what is. Uh... It, you're, you're muted, by the way. Okay, well. Can you make me unmuted? Okay, I made, so. I made you unmuted. Let me see what's going on here. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see if we can figure out why no one can get into the chat. And while you're doing that, I'm yeah. going to talk about this next subject. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? So, new headwind for gender-affirming care for children amid soaring malpractice insurance costs. So, where the controversy over so-called gender-affirming care for minors is concerned, government regulation commands most of the attention. However, as any well-read libertarian will tell you, market forces can also impose their own powerful form of regulation. Happily, we're beginning to see market forces create a major impediment to the practice of irreparably altering the bodies of confused adolescents. Those forces have emerged in the form of soaring, soaring malpractice insurance premiums for clinics that use hormones, puberty blockers, and surgeries to address gender-confused children. Many insurers are refusing to offer coverage at any price. That's what the project of the Quad Cities found. The Illinois practice was ramping up its capabilities at its clinic on the Iowa border with a goal of catering to Iowa minors who could no longer receive gender-altering services in their own state after they were banned in March. Then they tried getting insurance. I didn't anticipate that it was going to be a big deal, the clinic's Andy Rowe told Time. However, a long list of medical malpractice insurers threw cold water on our ambitions. The first one specifically excluded gender-affirming care for minors. The next response was the same, and the one after that. By early November, more than a dozen malpractice insurers had declined to offer the clinic a policy. Now, when the clinic finally found an insurer willing to provide coverage, Roe was hit with sticker shock. He'd anticipated a premium 
of $10,000 at most. The actual price, $50,000. Appealing to donors, the clinic has almost raised enough funds to absorb that cost. In the meantime, its vision of a border clinic bustling with Iowa children hasn't been realized. The insurer's Mounting unease comes as a growing number of suits are being filed by individuals against doctors they accuse of rushing them as children into permanently altering their bodies rather than addressing adolescent angst over puberty. To some extent, the insurance premium mechanism of market-driven regulation reflects changes in government regulation. Several states have extended the statute of limitations for filing malpractice lawsuits springing from gender-altering therapies and surgeries. In Arkansas, for example, the threat of a suit will now hang over the insurer of a gender transition practice for 15 years after minor patients turn 18. So that means that these people have to be 33 before that insurance hangover, that suit leaves the hangover. Just want to point that out. So that's a sharp contrast to the typical requirement that a suit be filed within one to three years of injury. Now, if state law increases the risk of civil liability for health professionals, premiums will be adjusted accordingly and appropriately to reflect the level of financial risk incurred by the insured. The Medical Professional Liability Association's Mike Stinson told Time, insurers acting out of their own self-interest are disincentivizing a risky activity that some governments allow and many even encourage. Chalk up another benefit to society delivered by what Adam Smith called the invisible hand. I say good for them. They should be jacking up the prices on this. They should be making it really fucking hard to be a clinic that provides these services because this is all this is life altering. This is not a oh, I think I want to wear a dress because I feel like Janie instead of Jack. Okay, so you grow out of that phase because you're 10 or you're 5 or however old you are, okay? You grow out of it and you grow into the body that you're in and you're okay with that. Now imagine if mom or dad, when you came to them and said, I want to be Janie instead of Jack. And they had been like, okay, Janie, we're going to bring you to the clinic and get your willy cut off and get you pumped full of these steroid hormonal shits that are going to make your dick stop growing and your nuts are going to suck up into your body and uh, then you might grow some tits. Yeah, that's not a recipe for a maladjusted teenager at all. Look, there's reasons. And again, I'm probably going to be called a bootlicker. I don't care. There's reasons certain age limitations are imposed on things. You have to be 18 and in some places 21 to be able to legally purchase tobacco products and marijuana products. You have to be 21 in order to legally purchase alcohol products. These are products that negatively affect your body by their consumption. Yet a 12-year-old and with you know, parents who have their heads that far up their asses, you, you could even be a five-year-old who wants to alter their body for life 
and there's just a big old fucking green light. Everybody thinks it's wonderful. We have to just be so accepting and God forbid you misgender me, which we have a story about later in the show. It's just become such an epidemic, folks, and it needs to stop. We're harming our children because we want them to be socially accepted or because we want to be socially accepted, um, project much. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Just just stop it. Much like this next small town is trying to do. Still going. Long-lasting Energizer batteries keep going and going. So 10 miles south of where Chicago's sprawling suburb finally peters out, Mantino is the latest battleground over Chinese companies coming to middle America. In this case, the electric vehicle battery manufacturer, Goshen, Inc., a U.S. subsidiary of China's Goshen or Gojan high-tech company. While a recent Mantino board decision to rezone a manufacturing site favorably to Goshen came as a setback for opponents, the war for the industrial future of Mantino and America is far from over. The recently formed group Concerned Citizens of Mantino fired back with a lawsuit against Goshen and the village on December 22nd. In Mantino and towns like it, Americans are stealing themselves f- stealing themselves for a struggle. The story begins in early September when Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, a Democrat, I love how they just had to get that fact in there, a Democrat, came to Montino and revealed that Goshen would site a 2 billion EV battery plant in the community. The proposed location was a 100-plus acre property at 333 South Spruce Street that includes a former Kmart distribution center. The parcel lies on the west side of Interstate 57, a north-south artery that cleaves Mantino in two as it whooshes down to the Missouri boot heel. The deal came with $536 million in incentives for the state of Illinois. Kankakee County has also offered the company a 30-year property tax abatement. The project could also be eligible for federal green energy. There you go. Green energy for federal green energy tax credits. Now, the project will deliver 2,600 new good paying jobs in Mantino, Mr. Pritzker said in a statement. Mayor Timothy Nugent, who has ruled the village with little opposition since the mid 2000s, described the Goshen announcement as a huge win. Although there were rumblings about Goshen in the weeks beforehand, Mr. Pritzker's September announcement caught many by surprise and it galvanized opposition. Mantino activists who spoke with the Epic Times cited a range of worries, including including over highly toxic materials employed in lithium battery production, the use of taxpayer subsidiaries for a foreign company, possible threats to flora and fauna, destabilizing development of the Sleepy Village, and the influence of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. 
In a September letter to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen requesting an in-depth look at Goshen by the Treasury's Committee of Foreign Investment in the United States, Senator Marco Rubirio from Florida, a Republican, and other Republican officials described those alleged ties. November polling by a center-right group Core Strategies revealed that a majority of Kankakee County residents opposed the development with just 27% in support. The results suggest that Goshen critics have most of the area's public on their side. Mantino resident Marina Fisher said, It hurts so bad. This has really divided this town. She spoke to the Epoch Times with her 13-year-old son, Emilio, and her one-year-old boy, Evers. Evers is her rainbow baby, a child born after a miscarriage. So like others who spoke with the Epoch Times, Ms. Fisher came to Montino to get away from all the problems of Chicagoland. Now she worries that toxic materials at the plant could make her new home unsafe. At issue are lithium, the base material for the batteries, and other chemicals used in battery manufacturing. In a 2023 review of the health risks of lithium-ion batteries, Polish researchers noted that lithium has long been prescribed to patients with bipolar disorder, meaning that scientists have some insight into lithium toxicity in people. The health of the kidneys, thyroid gland, and parathyroid gland can all be jeopardized. Lithium has also been linked to birth defects. So looks at particularly concern about another chemical, N-methylprolidone, NMP, that may or may not be at play in Montino. Robert Dubay, an Attorney involved in the Mantino lawsuit told the Epoch Times that Goshen, quote, could not confirm whether it would use it in its proposed facility. The EPA concluded in 2020 that the use of NMP in lithium-ion battery manufacturing presents unreasonable risks. It has linked NMP exposure to kidney toxicity, liver toxicity, neurotoxicity, and more. Annette Lamore, a retired postal carrier and anti-Goshen activist, is concerned about the health hazards to Mantino residents. She pointed out that the proposed facility isn't far from residential subdivisions on both sides of Interstate 57. Mantino isn't the first place Goshen and its political sponsors have met with citizen resistance. The company already faced backlash from residents in Green Charter Township, Michigan, where township board members were recalled in November over a Goshen battery plant proposal. Jeff Petacolis, a Michigan, a Michigan, a Michigander, who opposed the plant there, told Epoch Times that he's upset that the Goshen plans have been dropped on unsuspecting little townships and villages, towns that didn't see it coming. This is disgusting. All I have to say, y'all, Love Canal. Research Love Canal. That's all I'm saying. This screams. Once again, okay, we talk about ops a lot on this show. This really screams of op all day long. Again, we talk about how they recycle the narrative and they recycle the script. Again, I say to you, research Love Canal. I'll even have Phone Boy put a link to the story of Love Canal in the show notes uh, in the chapter marker for this. 
because this this is just this is ridiculous much like this next story i used to think you were crazy but now i can see you're nuts so young people who've had surgery for obesity do not improve their mental health despite significant and permanent weight loss However, bariatric surgery increases the risk of early alcohol problems. Isn't that something? So this is according to the largest long-term study of young people who've undergone bariatric surgery. It was conducted at Lund University and Karolinska Institute, among others. Now, the researchers studied mental health problems before and after surgery, among all young people in Sweden who underwent bariatric surgery between 2007 and 2017. The study was conducted using registered data, which enabled the scope of the study and facilitated comparisons with other groups in society. It was found that young people who underwent surgery were more likely to have received treatment and medication for mental health problems already five years before the surgery. Unfortunately, this pattern continued even after obesity surgery. The young people who had the surgery continued to have a greater need for mental health treatment than their peers. Additional findings from the new study include an increase in dependency diagnoses, particularly on alcohol, in the surgical group, both in comparison to pre-surgery and to young people in general. Now, the study is the largest long-term study in the world of young people who've had obesity surgery, and it's published in the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health. Boy, ain't that just something to go into our next segment with. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. Oh, you're you're uh, you're doing all this while I'm I'm trying to figure out a technical uh, workaround to the issue that we identified earlier. That people can't connect to the chat. Uh, there is a the, the problem is with Kiwi. There seems to be a problem with Kiwi talking to the to the chat server. So it's that's it's, what I'm doing. I'm yeah, a professional. Yes, you are doing that. However, I am uh, in the process while while you're reading these uh, wonderful stories. I'm actually um, yeah I'm in the background trying to um, I'm creating a, um, a a workaround. Are you making progress, Sir Phone Boy? Yes. I yeah, I, I believe then we are. we don't have an issue. No, we don't, and so I will. And then I just need to make a DNS change, and hopefully this will this will be sufficient. Uh, so well, hopefully the people in the back channel who have hit us up inquiring as to do we know why you cannot connect to the chat. Hopefully they are listening and they hear that we are attempting to address the problem, much like we are addressing these stories. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. This is a very interesting story. I'm not sure how much happiness it will bring you, but it's quite interesting nonetheless. So there's nothing like a good story of destiny. And in a time when three continents are engulfed in war, CBS News brings a story of reunion by two star-crossed soldiers. The Iran-Iraq War became the largest controversial war of the 20th century and claimed over a million casualties, but this inspiring tale of former foes Naja Aboud from one side and Zahid Halfling from the other is unforgettable. I didn't know much about Iran. I knew it was a neighboring country and that they were people next door to us. Najad Aboud, an invading soldier from Iraq, told CBS's show Ideas. We enjoyed their music. They enjoyed ours. They were just like us. A constrict assigned to a tank unit, 
Abud was told to occupy a bunker in the city of... Um, can you help me with the pronunciation yeah, of this phone probably, it's, uh, probably not. It's, if it's what I think it is, it's uh, Abud. Uh, Kormshahar? Karamashar, I think. Is what Karamashar, okay. Which is which the, Iraq, the Iraqis had occupied. Shortly after he got there, the bunker was cleared out in a massive take-no-prisoners counterattack by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps and their militia support, in which Zahid... Halfling was assigned as a medic. Halfling was ordered to go into the bunker and treat his wounded countrymen, and that's where he came upon Abud, lying with injuries to the head, back, and chest. While each worried that the other might do them violence, it eventually happened that Halfling found a picture of an infant son and woman in Abud's breast pocket, his family. Well, oh. well, yeah. What? Yeah, that that's. Yeah, it's it's amazing. What the? It what? It's amazing. Yeah, the, it, it's just that you. Yeah, I mean, you, you that amount of time. I, mean, I was just putting the putting the story in. It was a. Uh, yeah, it's you, you just. It's amazing that yes, you 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 find you you come across that person again in a, in another context and another time, and it's it's something else. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, let's, so I'm trying to see where, where, where were you in the story? You know, that, <laughs> uh, I highlighted it. Okay. Yeah. So is that, <laughs> see my purple, see yeah. my purple. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> it was at that moment when the Persian who couldn't speak a boot's native language of Iraqi Arabic decided to save him even against the will of his comrades. In some cases, he had to physically fight his barracks mates off with one Iranian soldier hitting the prone Abud's face with the stock of his rifle. Against all odds, Halfline got Abud to a field hospital and asked the attending doctors to treat him, which they didn't want to do at first. And even though the, and even though they relented, though, and Abud was successfully saved before being dumped into POW camp for 17 years. Holy uh, shit. Halfling had visited him one time, but the two men could only communicate with gestures, the kissing of a hand. Uh, the war took everything the two men had. Abud was eventually released and returned to his home in Basra to find his uh, fiance and his son long gone. Halfling spiraled into years of depression and violent jobs before jumping ship in Vancouver after getting into a scrap with the Iranian uh, sailors on board. After a brief stint in homelessness, Halfling ended up in a halfway house where he could try to commit suicide. Uh, where he did, or he would try to commit suicide. But in an, act, in an incident into good fortune, some co-workers came in, rescued the poor Iranian, and recommended he visit the hospital for mental health crisis. Halfling uh, relented. Now, it was in there in the waiting room that Halfling saw an obviously Middle Eastern fellow about his age coming to the same mental hospital. The two opened a conversation, and the Iranian found that the newcomer spoke his language. I was a prisoner of war, the newcomer replied, explaining how he'd come to know Farsi. I remember taking an Iraqi to a field hospital. His teeth were broken, Halfling recounted to ideas before mentioning that he hadn't finished speaking before he saw that man's teeth were in fact broken. He mentioned that he'd been captured in a Koramashar, in a bunker. And I asked him, which bunker where? And I said to him, did you keep a photograph of your family in your pocket? And he said, yes. How did you know that? And I said, I'm the guy. I'm the soldier who was with you, caring for you. In the most unbelievable coincidence, the two men had immigrated into the same country and visited the same hospital on the same day at the same time. Their joy, their hugs and kisses caused the staff of the mental hospital, who were probably easily triggered by raised voices, to come rushing in, only to burst into tears alongside the former soldier's turn friends after hearing their story. Without family and without their homes, the two men admitted that their friendship is the most precious thing in the world to them. Yeah, well, when you don't got a lot else, you know. Um, yeah, this is, also a, this is also a pretty happy story, too. Dogs are people, too. 
Yeah. So for the pooches and purr babies in the SPCA shelter of Adams County, Pennsylvania, the Christmas came early. By Saturday, which was two days before Christmas, every last one of them had found an, an, an owner, uh, leaving the kennel vacant on Christmas Day for the first time in 47 years of operations. That's pretty Woo-hoo! Yes. The staff says one stray cat arrived on Saturday night after the team took a, took the photograph uh, to the photograph celebrating above. To say that we are beyond excited is an understatement. The staff and the volunteers have worked very hard to take care of the animals in our care and to make sure that they got adopted to the right home, the team wrote on Facebook. This year we have adopted out 598 animals and reunited 125 strays with their owners. But this triumph isn't just good for the dogs and cats who spend Christmas with their new moms and dads, but for dogs and cats whom the Adams County SPCA will take off the hands of over crowded shelters and kennels in the area, including increasing every pause chance of landing in a new home. Now, we will be putting animals from other shelters in, the, in, in PA next week in hopes of relieving some of their stress, said the Adams County SPCA in a Facebook post. Now, right now, we're going to enjoy this accomplishment. Merry Christmas. Yay. What about this, uh, what about this next story? 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking, huh? I said that this morning. <laughs> I think I was... Uh, Getting dressed or something. And uh, I actually muttered that to myself. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've lost my mind. I've literally started speaking in clips to myself. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, that's we, we do that all the time. It's uh, it's, it's just kind of... It's how we roll. It's exactly how we roll. So, um, okay. So, the, the next... So, the, this is... The, the, so, an Alabama driver of Uber... Um, uh, should be on track for 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 a stellar 2024 after doing something good and returning $8,000 in cash to a hopeful teenager uh, had left in his uh, vehicle. Now, Espen Kamau has been an Uber driver for four years on and off and the father of five really connected with the young client, uh, Alex Tisdale. Now, he told me how his dad is proud of him and he's also very proud of him. And he said something which made me feel very good, Kamau said. Uh, now, his dad had given Alex $8,000 cash to, to buy a new motorcycle, the teen explained over the course of a 15-minute ride to John Hopkins Parkway in Hoover, Alabama. Now, dropping off Alex uh, Kamau was heading to retrieve another rider when he noticed a red Christmas-themed ba- uh, bag in the back of the car, which he realized was filled with quite a lot of money. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the $8,000 is quite a lot of uh, cash to be, ha- be carrying around. Yeah, uh, what the hell? Yeah. So, um, now, dropping off Alex, uh, Kamau was heading to retrieve another rider when he noticed a red... Yeah, okay, so he reported it missing through the Uber app immediately. Now, meanwhile, a young Mr. Tisdale was frantically retracing his steps. Eventually, he also reported the cast machine, at which point the Uber app connected the two once again, and Kamau headed back over to Alex's position. Now, the teen was blown away by the honesty of the driver and made sure he drove off with a generous tip. Um... When you do something good, okay, it comes back 10 times, uh, Kamau told WVTM uh, uh, 13. That is very true. Yeah. Um, now, what is also very true here, and I gotta, I've got to make sure that I'm... Uh, that, uh, so, our, um, has he uploaded... He hasn't uploaded the cavalcade. Uh, no, we don't know. Okay, so we... We're, we um, we've been instructed to vamp. <laughs> he says he's working on it. Literally, right as soon as you said that, he sent that message. So yes. we're, okay. we're going to vamp. Now, I'm, I'm curious. This, this new entrant to the uh, chat room, is this... Something that you are connected with? Uh, yes, I am. I'm. I'm curr- That's your tester. Yeah, I'm testing. It's. I'm trying to. Uh, this thought. is. This is what I'm. I'm. I'm attempting to. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm. I'm. I'm setting up. Setting up something. In. I'm setting up something that. Uh, uh, you know. The, the, this is the. Cur- Everyone seems to be having technical difficulties. Actually, you know what? Remember earlier today. Um, 
who the hell was it? Uh, ODB or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is not... ODBM was having trouble connecting to the no agenda stream. Uh, and then when we started, you said there was an issue. Well, yeah. There, there, well, there, yeah, I thought there might be, but it's, it's, it seems like it's okay. So okay, I was just remembering yeah, that. Yeah. You and did. wondering if there was any yeah, connection so... between the chat room issue we're having and possibly the difficulties they were having connecting. Yeah. So yeah, the issue, the issue, the issue with, uh, yeah, the issue with Kiwi is an issue with Kiwi. It is not anything. Okay. So it's nothing we have any control over or anything we can do about yeah exactly i mean Sadly. what i'm what i'm trying no it is actually but no i'm actually setting up a um i'm setting up um an alternate we can use here so um because that's there's there i'm setting up another i've got another server here that i that i actually have i just need to change the uh um i just need to change where this is redirecting to is all um and i think it will um not a problem i'm I, sure you can handle it yes i just need to and you know i i think this is completely on brand for the universe to have, you know, kind of a, a last minute laugh before the year is over, giving us this shit. Yeah, exactly. Because it's yeah, because it's also do it's doing this. It's doing the same thing for the uh, no agenda stream when you try to connect because it uses the same thing. So lovely. There's a reason I'm kind of going. Okay, well, this is. Um, you know, this is this is where we have to kind of do the, um, you know, so tech is just being extremely uh, persnickety today. Yes. And so apparently. I'm sure. Yes, I'm trying to do, um, you know, I'm trying to make sure all the, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to make sure it, uh, it all works correctly. And that's uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so well, I can I can actually tell a funny story. Yeah. Why don't you, um, why don't you go ahead? So <clears throat> I think it was this morning, I believe now. We had some weather that was supposed to come through last night, and it, it definitely made it rather cold outside. So I get up this morning, and for whatever reason, after I get done doing my normal morning, get rid of everything I drank the night before type thing, uh, wash my hands, and I'm brushing my hair, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, it's awful cold in the bathroom. And then I walk out into the hallway. I'm like, yeah, it's really cold in, on the, in the hallway, too. Why is my fucking house so cold? So I walk in the bedroom. And because the roads are kind of wet, I can hear cars driving by. And I'm like, you know, that sounds awful loud. I walk over. Y'all, I can't even fucking lie to you. Phone boy forgot to close the damn sliding glass door to the bedroom it was so fucking cold and i'm like honey how long has this been open he was like you remember me telling you cashmere got out i'm like the fucking thing's been open all night he's like apparently so i thought i closed it i'm like well i can assure you you didn't because i just didn't locked it we are usually super fucking ar and i thought that the sounds were a little extra loud last night, but I didn't see any movement of the blinds. So I was like, okay, you know. Yeah, we, yeah, the, it's, yeah, I know. It was just one of those silly things here. We, uh, but yeah, the, uh, I, I mean, it was, it, it was super random. Like, I'm not mad or anything. I just thought it was kind of funny and like FML at the same time. Thank God it wasn't colder. I, I, I remember nights where to try to save fuel and also because it's really peaceful, uh, Yes, in the wintertime, I would shut my truck off because I had a really warm blanket under which that I slept. 
But I am not even going to pretend that there were not mornings that I would wake up and close that. uh... No, I guess I didn't have the vents open when it was winter, but I would wake up and have to start the truck and try to get it warmed up. And let me tell you, like I was, ooh, I was not happy with me. (laughs) <laughs> on, on a few mornings because fuck my life it was cold yeah. and having to get up because you know i don't like sleeping in clothes so even something as simple as you know a bra and underwear you know you're warm enough under the blanket but as soon as that blanket comes off oh uh-uh instant freezing your ass off and cussing like a sailor yeah. Um, so, so yes, this is okay. The, the, yeah, being being cold. Yeah, I don't want to be cold. We're we've got communication going on in multiple channels here. So we do. Rev Rev is keeping us updated to the fact that he's only working with two G, which yeah. is painfully slow. Yeah, I, I know. So, uh, so he may not. Be, okay. He is doing his best. Uh, all right. Well, like I said, I actually have... You know, you can probably pinch hit on this one and use it tomorrow. We'll, that's yeah. a great idea. We can use the cavalcade yeah. tomorrow yes. since we're after no agenda and it'll be nice and fresh. This is right. I so, like okay, this. Because so for- we're still... We are still going to be doing a New Year's Eve party, even though Rhino is supposed to be going after no agenda after us yeah well, so to speak yes I, i'm not but, sure exactly what's going on with that that's we're right still, we're, we're, still, we're still in communications with that but okay at the very least okay um, so here so here we go all right this is one of your developers copying what? no go away go away source code to her personal no, drop no 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 and in fact i'm this is why we don't do Oops. this yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna actually take this over to FreeTube because uh, yeah i'm like you forgot about that i forget about FreeTube. we we have the yeah, we have this that's that, that new wonderful thing that who introduced you to that uh, um, I don't remember exactly how. It- you know, girls, it's I'm playing this yet because I've got to play. I've got to, there, there's a jingle that has to be played. I mean, this you know, even if I'm fucking this up, I'm, where is it? We got to play the jingle because this is uh, this is what we do. Heidi ho, pedalheads, and welcome to the Red Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Okay, so now I, I get to, so I get to actually read from the script because I never because I always I always I have something prepared just in case Rev is a, has an issue of some sort. So we'll play his tomorrow. But here's mine. So uh, we're going to talk about Rusty Warren, right? Uh, born as Eileen Goldman on March 20th of 1930 to, to May 25th, 2021. So she died on my ex's uh, birthday. Okay, uh, was an American comedian and singer specializing in sex-related themes. She studied voice and piano from the tender age of six. Now back in 19 mumble uh, as, as, her, as her Wikipedia page says the, the New England Conservatory of Music gave her a BA, a body arts degree summer vacations found her playing the piano at clubs and hotels. And that would be body as in B-A-W-D-Y That's right uh, Yeah, we're not uh, So she could talk about a blue streak Well, it didn't start out blue, she was too young to drink but she could sing and play and joke and flirt and a nightclub began, act began to hatch in her fertile, some would say filthy mind. Uh, now in 1955 Warren began at the Pomp Room at 16th Street and Camelback Road in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, Songs for Sinners was recorded there for Jubilee Records and was released in November 1958. Knockers Up was recorded at the Golden Falcon at Pompano Beach, Florida and released in November 1960. In 1961, Jubilee Records released the album Rusty Warren uh, Bounces Back, which included one of her most famous tracks that some scholars have, have gone so far as to suggest this song was what eventually convinced women to burn their brasseries en masse. Bounce, your boobies. 
Okay, we'll play the whole thing later. That's fabulous. Yeah, it's uh, the rest, Rusty Warren. L- love it. I have not heard that. Never heard of this before. You have never heard of this before. This is why I have do- not. Okay, so, all right. So I'm getting an education with the rest of the pedal heads. Okay, so uh, you you can tell all the you can by the way you can tell the people that contacted you in the back channel. I have that, already known. Okay, something. good. That, that this because yeah, I've uh, I have set up a uh, a an all I've I've I basically took my old server which was which I'm still paying for and I said well I guess I'll I guess I'll turn Lounge back on and set it into public mode and so people can uh, use it to uh, to connect to uh, to us without having so to. So explain to people how to do it that are listening. Well, go to lotuseffect.chat. Uh, the, 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 the redirect now should go somewhere else. should go to a different uh, thing. And so, yes. We, oh, we, fantastic. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, it, yeah, I've changed the redirect. So it'll go to, to it'll go to my, uh, to my, as a fact, I'll put, a, I'll, I will put a link to, of course, I'll put a link to it in the chat. Of course, if you're on, if you already see this and then, you know, I don't know, but anyway, there's, so there's no point in me putting this in the chat because if you can, if you're in the chat, you can already see the chat. So, but it explains. You're what, brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you have a masterful uh, grasp of the obvious. Yes, exactly. So, um, so you, we have to put a, I think we have to put a chat. We, we did the, the cavalcade of stupidity. We also have to talk about that. There's also like vamping that occurred. So I'm probably gonna have to put a chapter marker in here. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It was only a minor vamp. Yes, I know, but I've and I think a, only a minor vamp should be a show title a as minor, well. Yeah. A mi- I'm, well, I'm going to, a mi- minor vamp is also what I'm putting here is the, is the, um, is the, is the chapter marker of nothing else. So, you know, it could be it could be both a show title and a, you know we call it a minor vamp. Okay, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just I had that turned down because yeah it was coming off. Well, the board. I know you'll truncate silences. That's why I allowed yeah. that one to happen. Yeah, it's a, for a little you know no, I the usually, chat no, it, about yeah, something so that it's might okay. Affect our no, stuff. I'm probably not. Well, I, I don't usually do silences with in, in our podcast because sometimes because well, some no, of our silence clubs, wasn't long anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter exactly. But you know what does matter is uh, call in two five three two three seven three three two one 
because we want to hear what your New Year's resolution is. Do you even have one? Do you subscribe to the theory and thought of next year I'm going to be better and I'm going to start January 1st. We want to hear about it. 253-237-3321. Give us a call. Yes, and the, and the phone lines are open, actually. Yeah. That's right. We love doing this live call-in thing. It's not yet time for the voicemails, but- so you have time. To get your call in, 253-237-3321. Yes, unfortunately. However, um, yeah, so we're in the the toast and jam segment, and this is probably going to be the... Why is that unfortunate? Well, it's because there's not a lot of content there, because it's it's, it's just been... uh, We've been doing our... Well, I I, I think the fact is uh, number two on our list in toast and jam is the precise reason why we don't have it all. Yeah, that's right. So, but you can talk about the one thing... So you've got some stuff for tomorrow that we're going to share, but then what is... This other um, the new a doozy for tomorrow. Yeah, for do, but okay. So what do you got for today? That for rideshare. Well, not a whole lot. Oh, okay. So this week I did work my ass off. I got up at five o'clock every single morning, and I oh we have a caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Phoenix and Phone Boy. How are you? What's up, everybody? How are you? Hey, uh, haven't heard from you since what day is it? Nah. <laughs> Yeah, since the last time I called, oh, something like weird. that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your New Year's resolution? What's our New Year's resolutions? Um, well, one of you is at least. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, we both got to. Yeah, we both eventually have to talk about. It. So, my New Year's resolution, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm being honest, is yeah, it's it's basically um, you know being more present in the areas I need to be more present in, and, and making sure that I'm actually taking care of my own oxygen, you know, or yeah, making sure I've got my oxygen mask on and doing the things I need to do. It's there's been a lot of uh, rebalancing that has gone on this year with everything. So, um, I think that's probably the best uh, New Year's resolution I can come up with. Well, what's yours? Uh, I don't know. See, I'm one of those people. I never really put much stock into it because I honestly believe if you wanted to do it, you should just do it. I like that viewpoint. What are you, what, what are you waiting for the new year for? Yeah. Like, it's going to be the same me, same old bullshit, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, newsflash, I'm going to uh, be the same lovable asshole that y'all hated last year. So get ready because I ain't fucking changing, basically. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. For the most part, I mean. You know, you should always strive to, like, be bettering yourself. Like, that's a, you know, everybody's a work in progress and always perfect and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, I just, everybody's, oh, I'm going to do this New Year's thing. And then you just, it's like a self-defeating system where you oh don't God, yeah. stick to it. And then you have something else to be upset about, you know, like, yeah, you as if you already don't. Because... Most people, you know, already don't hate yourself enough, you know, like. Yeah, it's a never-ending cycle. Like, you fail, so you get defeated. So you fail, so you get defeated. It's fucking ridiculous. And then eventually you stop trying, and you just get complacent. Yep. Unfortunately, yeah. that is very true. And, I mean, honestly, since I guess we've been thrust into talking about what uh, what our New Year's resolutions are, I'm not really calling mine a resolution, essentially, but I want to get my schedule structured and be able to accomplish all the things that I put on my schedule. That might seem like an unrealistic goal, but I find that I do much better when I have structure. I think a lot of people are like that. And because I do have so many components 
now in my life, I think it's just necessary to kind of sit down and kind of, if you will, put all the blocks in their place. And that way I can just, you know, continue making progress. You know, I, I got an email recently that my tuition has to be paid by like the 9th of January and classes start like the 17th. So I was thinking, oh, you know, all the money has to be paid, you know, by the day before class starts. Oh, no, like a week got shaved off what I expected. And I had all of, oh, yeah, not a fucking dime saved for my tuition. <laughs> so I've had to really dig fucking deep um, in preparation for the first of the year. Cause like you said, you know, why do you have to be like, Oh, I'm going to do it on the first. Like, no, you want to really do it, do it tomorrow. Do it now. Uh, what is it phone boy that you always say? Um, that Vinny says the, the best time to start is 10 years ago. No, 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 the, no, the, no, that's not, it's not something that Vinny says. It's just the best. The, it says about planting a tree. The best time oh. to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The next best, the second best time to do it is now. And I think that applies really well to a lot of things in life is instead of being, cause to me it's, I get the mindset of having to kind of psych yourself up to get ready to do something. Cause I have a bit of that mindset myself but I also do subscribe to, okay, maybe I'm not going to go full hog nuts till the first of the year just as a pin marker, but I am going to kind of get myself in preparation, like, you know, the getting up at five o'clock, which has really been beneficial in so much as what I made in three days by really putting the effort in has made it to where I can already start to see myself being successful and getting back on track financially. Cause I did have, you know, a couple weeks there uh, between when we went to California and then when we came back and we were sick as fuck, um, I, I had a bit of a, a stumble and, you know, there, there was a little bit of backslide if you will, financially, but I'm, I'm on the mend as far as I am. Concerned. Well, see, and there's a, there's a lot of things that people want to do that don't, um, you know, I mean, yes, you have to put in the work and it takes a couple of days, but that's a somewhat instant gratification as in, you know, you're essentially kind of working for cash doing the rideshare thing. So it's, it's almost, you know, it's a sort of um, instant gratification where people who like want to lose weight, want to eat better, want to do all these things, they, that that take time to show any actual benefit from it. And then people get um, where they get, you know, they get defeated or they get, uh, uh, upset that they're not seeing any progress and, and give up on it. Um, well, it's interesting that you, you know, say and, that because, go ahead. Um, part of, part of my restructuring is that I have set aside a block of time to go work out because it is that important to me that I need to get back physically to where I was arguably when we moved into our condo. Um, because there's a, a picture of me in a particular dress that I still have in my closet. And I have really, I've let myself go and I have no one to blame but myself. And you know, that, that little bitch in my head that says, Oh, it's just one tiny little cheat. It's, it's just one little, this It's just one little that. And the next yeah, thing you know, the one little this, one little that adds up to yeah. a lot of bit of this and a lot of bit of that real fast. Exactly, like thirty five fucking pounds come back in like 
a year. And I'm like, okay, at the beginning of the year when I started school and I kind of made that little <laughs> joke about how oh, I, I, I gained the freshman 15. <laughs> Bitch. I'm like at the freshman motherfucking 35 and climbing. Like, hit the motherfucking pump the brakes. Bitch, get your See, my, ass my... on that elliptical. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> get your ass on that treadmill. Put in that 30 minutes a day. Because that's how I got down to where I was, was I wasn't eating shit, which is another thing I've been fucking up. You know, I'm sitting here behind the mic talking y'all about how Oh, you know, don't eat sugar and don't eat grain and don't do this and don't do that. Meanwhile, I'm fucking, you know, having fried macaroni and cheese balls from Arby's and drinking a fucking peach <laughs> lemonade. I'm, I'm a fucking massive hypocrite. So I'm like, this shit cannot keep going on. Like, we know how we got here. We know how we backslid. Tighten your shit. And I realized a lot of that, too came from the fact that I was allowing other people in my inner circle to kind of be stealing my oxygen in a way. Um, and because I'm the mom or the daughter or whatever, I'm freely giving the oxygen when I truly need it. So when we had a couple weeks ago, when we had a real come to Jesus moment in our house, I told phone boy, I'm like, look, this, this can't, continue like i'm i'm not doing this so i'm gonna do me which means if i get up at 4 30 in the morning to drive to the gym and take a shower after i get done and then head to fucking work and i don't see you for 16 hours 18 hours um i love you it just is what it is but i have to do me because in that class starts like the 17th of january so even though it's only one class, it's still something that's unknown to me. And in a little around a month, Phoneboy has to take a business trip that's going to take him away from me for a week. And he's going to be a long distance away from me. And that scares the shit out of me because I, I'm not going to have him here. Like, one of the things that's been... Yeah, helpful. but look forward to the makeup sex. Oh, oh believe me. That's going to be great. I understand the makeup sex. I, I assure you, I'm, <laughs> I'm about the makeup sex. Because God knows, if he does not have a pressure release while he is where he is, he's going to blow the top of my head off when he gets home. I'm just putting that out there. That's the after-after-after <laughs> party, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not fooled by the hype. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, um, there's days when doing rideshare is such a fucking drag that the only thing that gets me through to the time that I can feasibly come home without financially fucking myself, I have that thought that no matter how shitty my day is, once I get home, I can take a shower and I can snuggle up next to phone boy. We can smoke a bowl, whatever, and everything's okay. And that that fear of he's going to be 16 hours or more away from me, and then he's gone for a whole week, like, that's really intense for me emotionally. And, you know, it's been said, you know, oh, well, that's so codependent. 
I don't feel that it's codependent. I feel that it's the love we have for each other is so strong. We don't want to have to be separated. Well, it's, a, it's a an abnormality in your in your normal life. It's not necessarily codependency. It's right. just, it's it's a big change in situation. You know. Right. So it's it's, it's and, and to, yeah. to to circle back to the whole uh, you know resolution thing, it's not a resolution, but it's. Compare like okay, anyone who's listened for a good while, and you're probably you know aware of this as well. When he's had to do like an overnight in Memphis, or he had to go down to Florida for an overnight, it fuck near destroyed me. Like I was truly sitting just crying, ugly crying, because I didn't want to be separated from him, even though he's what like you know not even a state away uh, on the first trip, and then two states away. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was unreal. So for me to show that I've grown as a person, I'm going to try with all of my To suck strength. it up this time? Do what? You're going to try with all your might to suck it up this time? Hold yeah, it together? I'm, I'm going to try not to let it because the thing is, I have to drop him off at the airport for his flight to go, you know, on his business trip. And that's the same fucking airport I'm in and out of all day long with passengers. So that's going to be a real kick in the stomach that every time I have to go up and drop a passenger off, I'm going to see that set of doors where I dropped him off and it's going to hurt like somebody kicked me because it's going to break my heart every time. And I don't, I'm not going to turn down a ride that's paying a good amount of money just because it's going to the airport, just because it's going to make me cry. So I've got to figure out a coping mechanism because there's no fucking way that I'm going to be able to pick people up with like fucking tears running down my face and all snotted up. <laughs> that, that might freak some riders out. They they might be like, yeah, I think. Are you yeah, okay? one star? This lady know? might be crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they might think I'm a, a snarling crazy beast or something. So yeah, that's not uh, that's not tenable when I'm trying to make the money I need to make so that I can pay my bills and you know be part of the support system of of the house here. I mean, you know how it is, man. We're all just trying to fight for that. Oh dollar. fuck, dude, it's hard. It's hard out here for a pimp, for real. That's what I'm screaming. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, and to, to circle back to the God. resolution thing, you know, I I just don't really get into it because it would it would require me to wake up tomorrow with a a sense of discipline that I've never once displayed in my life. So, like, you know, I guess if I had to have one, I guess I would try to be more frugal this year because you know everything costs too damn much. The rent's so, too damn high. But. You know, but I've been working on that <laughs> forcibly all year. <laughs> Shit just keeps getting worse and worse. Well, it's funny because um, this week when... Now, this is kind of a fuck-off week for Phone Boy because it's end of quarter, end of year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he doesn't have a lot of work really going on. But he had a few key things yeah. he needed to do. So I kind of set up a mindset and I'm like, all right... Tell me what your big boulders are for the day. What is the things you absolutely have to get done? So he would tell me, and I'm like, all right, these are the boulders you need to move today. By the end of the day, when we come back together, I want to know that you have moved these boulders. And, you know, this is my boulders, or this is my boulder. 
And it really helped to get the mindset right to be able to be successful because it's, you know, 90% perspiration, 10% inspiration in, in this house. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. That's Well, and it's good to have a to-do list, but, you know, do you want to make it uh, something you can actually check off? That way it doesn't, help, doesn't oh, it also has, become a self-defeating mechanism to it's absolutely keep you be in attainable. a lull. It absolutely has to be attainable. That's I think that's where a lot of people fail when we're talking about uh, resolutions. I know I have. That's, they that's, set unrealistic you know, and, goals for themselves, and then when they don't meet it, they feel like, like, like a lump of shit because, oh, I'm a fucking failure this year again. I couldn't quit smoking, or I couldn't lose that 20 pounds. Or I mean, so self-defeating. I don't recommend... Uh, um, 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 resolutions. I, I really don't. I, I think that they are mentally damaging for people. If if you want, I believe you should constantly be in a state of yeah. of betterment. Exactly. Do the only be person better. you should ever be try to be better than is yesterday's you or some shit. I read that somewhere, probably on a bumper sticker. Hey, it's good advice, man. I mean, honestly, I believe so. We've been saying it since basically episode one. Change your thinking, you change your life. And that's where a lot of people need to really get on board with it is change your way of thinking. Take something that's negative and turn it around into a positive. And it's going to completely change the way that shit happens for you. It, it, it just does. I've seen it time after time. And I think, well, yeah, you change the way you see the world, the world starts to, you know, present itself in a different way. Exactly. If you stop looking for the negativity and everything and actually look for some sort of some sort of positive, then, you know, you start to see them more often. Yeah, that's what I see these resolutions as is instead of picking one specific day that you're going to start being better, just fucking wake up in the morning and decide I'm going to be better. It's Tuesday. It's the 8th of June. It's the 6th of September. It doesn't fucking matter. Just wake up, do better, be better. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in the end, only you can make you do it. And only you like, can prevent forest fires. <laughs> but, I mean, it's true, though. Only you can, can, can make you fucking do it. Like, there's nobody else that's going to come and do it for you. There's nobody else going to instill disciplining you. Like, you have to want it. You have to, if, if you don't want it, you're not going to do it. Like, that's the thing that's with the bottom line. New Year's resolutions. People it, say them as some it. arbitrary thing. You know, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. But if you don't really want it, you're not going to do it. Like somebody getting sober, the family can have all the interventions they want, but if somebody doesn't want to be sober, they're not going to be sober. So ultimately, it's up to you to do anything. So You're completely right. I, I could not have said it better. It really is a matter of how bad do you want it? How much are you willing to sacrifice? Like I was saying, you know, I realize that my weight is going in a direction I don't want it to be going. The sacrifice is get my ass up at 430 in the obscene amount of time in the morning. Go the ass to the gym. (laughs) It is really an offensive time to wake up. (laughs) It it, it really is, especially Uh, in the wintertime. It's colder than a well digger's ass. And especially because I've got Monday morning coffee and chronic with Emily at 7 a.m., you know, that's going to be paramount for me to get my workout in, get my ass back home, and 
put some protein in my body, get a shower and be ready to be on the mic and on camera with her for 7 a.m. and be the best me I can be. Because as soon as I'm done well, look, with her, I I've fucking work. I commend you for it because I am not fucking getting up at 430 in the fucking morning. Well, absolutely not. I'm realizing as I'm looking at the fact that I've got school coming up and I don't know how many hours of commitment that is going to require for me. And because I've had this two week backslide that I had, I'm looking at really needing because in March I'm going to Vegas with phone boy and getting to experience my first uh, cyber technology conference, which is going to be tits McGee. So you know, my mindset on that is, okay, there's a week I cannot work. I have to make sure my finances are tits up in a good way when I get ready to take this trip because I can't backslide again. Like, there's just no fucking option. So, finding yeah. t- unfortunately, finding time to work out, finding time to work long enough to make the money I need to make and also do my shows successfully and whatever requirement my schoolwork takes on, I don't know, you know, I don't know what that picture completely looks like. And I know that I may sacrifice some sleep in the name of being a college student who's working full time and does two podcasts. Thank you very fucking much. Yeah. But also, you know, you're also used to waking up at four thirty and if some days you don't have to, then great. But it's not gonna be a shock to your system if you have to start doing it all of a sudden. I mean we get up at five, five thirty here which, I mean, it's not that far off, but, like, just the, the, the thought of it, the sound of it is, is like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. But Yeah, five has you know, been it, harder it, than know, porn star for me. But thinking about it in reality, it's only 30 minutes more or less, mm-hmm. I should say, of sleep that I'll be getting. And my body's just going to have to fucking get used to the fact that, look, this is the new way we do things. And we're not going to... We're not going to be a whiny bitch about it. We're going to be an adult about it because in order to be successful, you have to check all the boxes. Well, those boxes include a 4.30 in the morning wake up and... If they do, they do. I mean, if that's what it requires, that's what it requires. You have to do what you have to do at the time you have to do it. Yeah. There was one time when we were in Texas, I had to... um, Oh, what was I had to come? I went from um, about... 45 minutes southeast of Dallas to Kansas City and back in one day. Um, I left Texas at 3.30 in the morning, and I pulled back in my driveway at 11.30 that night. You know, sometimes you just have to fucking do it. Holy shit. Yeah, for real. Well, I mean, well, you know, it's, it's my kids, man. You know, dad does what he fucking can. Oh, absolutely. So if that requires driving 17 hours in a day, so be it. Hell, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm used to that kind of hours. Remind you, I have a four-hour commute. That's not including the hours I spend driving around. Oh, bro. See, yeah, it takes a special one because, I I don't know, being six and a half feet tall, I don't like being in vehicles that long. Like, most of them are not comfortable. So Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, by the end of the day, I'm just ready to get the fuck up out of my car seat, stretch my legs, my hips. I mean, I'm only five but Screaming at you. Oh, God. Oh, my God. There's nothing yeah. better than coming home, getting a hot shower, and then just literally just laying down in my bed. My body just goes, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's, it's worth yes. it. 
And it's going to get worse because when I'm working out, my muscles are going to be all kinds of sore. And then they're going to be sitting, getting all stiff during the day while I drive people around. And then I'm going to come home and expect them to cart my ass up a flight of stairs into a shower and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Phone boy is going to become my rub down the sore muscles guy. Yeah. um, I hear that um, cucumber water helps with that little electrolytes in the water. That way you're not just drinking clean water and pissing it all out or pissing out all your electrolytes. I can get behind cucumber water. Definitely. It's super good. Everybody says that like, oh, that's some foo-foo shit. That's some fucking soy boy shit. Like, no. Cucumber water's fucking good, dude. Like. Who the fuck be giving us some soy boy shit? They're just jelly. I fucking love, like, I've even thought about getting... Uh, an infuser pitcher where I could do like cucumber water, lemon water, lime water, shit like that. Um, it's still on my to-do list. Well, I mean, <laughs> it just becomes pesticide water if you're not careful where you shop. Yeah, that's the fucking truth. Wash everything. Trust nothing. Yeah, I gotta, Ugh. I gotta Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. So I guess I should probably... It's yeah, been it's, twenty. It's been twenty-four minutes. Yeah, we should been, probably yeah, get off here. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We, I, that's why I said a few minutes ago. Yeah, we, we should probably try to land the plane here. It's all good. Yeah. Well, uh, happy New Year's, everybody. Um, hey, I love you guys. Um, all you pedal heads, happy New Year's. Uh, hope everybody has a good time. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. Uh, all that fun shit. Um, bye. Bye. We love you too, weirdo. Bye. And and don't don't forget, weirdo, tune in after No Agenda tomorrow because we are going to be doing a New Year's Eve party in Studio 33 after our content. So it is not... To be missed, it will be great. Okay, so so can we finally get to the? Okay, so we we, we were we were in, getting into the toast and jams. We we, we were, were, and we were going to talk about this thing you have under tails from Rideshare. Yeah. So, and I don't know why this has been happening. Uh, I take it as a sign from the universe because the times that it happens is kind of personal reminders from the universe is how I see it. But I've been seeing a major uptick in Washington state license plates in my, in my state. And they're everywhere. They're on the interstate. They're in Nashville. They're in my hometown here. It's just eerie. Yeah. Well, if of course, you know, knowing what I know about what, how, what, what's happening in Washington state, I'm not surprised that people have gotten decided to get the fuck out of there. I mean, I, you know, it, it took me, it, it took a divorce for me to get the fuck out of there, but. I don't know if it's a migration or just a vacation and this is the tail end. I, I, I don't know. I would imagine that, unfortunately, our head troll, Sir Bemrose, is not here because of his uh, duties that pay the rent, uh, unfortunately, to corroborate that. I would imagine the weather right now in Washington state is not friendly and coming to a less brutal climate is probably advisable. And that could be why we're seeing so many of these Washingtonians. Well, well, I just checked the chat or Chad pulled up the, the, the weather for the, for Wisteria lane and it would, and it's currently uh, overcast in 50 degrees. Now, if I now it's if actually I, fucking warmer there than it is here, it's only 38. Here. Yeah. I was going to say, well, no, it says 33.9, according to our 33. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's, so it's a little warmer there right now. So I don't know that that's the case, but yeah, that, and that's a, that is not a, not an untypical day there for that, for that, this time of year that, you know, some, that might be a little warm even for there, but, 
Um, but yes, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I haven't, uh, to be honest, in terms, I mean, I always kind of notice when I see Washington plates around town here because, um, you know, this isn't, let's put it this way the place we live, it, it, it's the kind of place that the only reason people w- might stop is because there's a Bucky's, but that's, um, you know, um, otherwise you, you, you'd, you'd, yeah, pass no it, kidding. you'd pass it by on the interstate and you wouldn't think, you wouldn't think twice about it. It's not, you called it a flyover state town. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Now, um, now we did want to talk about just like in general, like the fact that like the, that really like the last two weeks we've both been sick. I finally, I finally am eating normally again. This is something we, so, you know, I don't know what we picked it up. What like two, we, we picked it up. Um, I know it was a sat it was a Saturday. I think after we came back from California that, because it was, um, you know, this is how long it's been going on, right? It's what you, you, you've been, yeah, but, uh, um, yeah, and it started where it felt like we were having an allergy issue. And with the two cats joining our fuzzball in the house, we've had an increase in our allergies. So I thought it was just an allergy attack. So I took a Benadryl. And normally I can fight through one Benadryl where I don't need a nap. This Benadryl knocked me the fuck out and I could not work. So, um, so by the end of the day, I was like, yeah, this is not allergies. This is something more. And so I tried to tell phone boy, like, look, don't kiss me because I don't want you to get whatever this is. It's going to suck epically. Well, he of course didn't listen. So now here I am with a sick boyfriend and he got it worse than I got it, to be honest, because he had the part where he could not keep anything down, not even water. And to know phone boy is to know that this man drinks coffee like health nuts drink water. And to have him not be able to even stand to have a cup of coffee, I, I was I was getting ready to call the priest to in, in, initiate the last rites. I was worried was ridiculous yeah um and um yeah i yeah truly i mean i had and and like the last couple days before it finally buggered off i think i mean my 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 energy level was just non-existent it was it's like it it wanted and i and i'll be honest i hadn't been that sick and and that there's i um i had thought about a particularly recurring dream that i had that i had uh, used to have when i was sick and it was a, uh, and it like that was everything that was growing up around me really fast, and I, I was, and it was basically scared, and it was like everywhere I went there was a thing, things were just like growing at an abnormal rate, um, it's, you know, it's it's um, it was just a, uh, uh, yeah, I thought about that dream, and I hadn't thought about that dream in a long time, but this, but I finally was able to figure out I think what that dream was about, um, you know, the um, being able, or you know, this. Um, what, what that uh, that basically that's kind of what was happening is this that thing you know that uh, thing that yeah I was generally kind of scared because like yeah just because of everything that was going on around me I was actually pretty scared uh, exactly yeah, that's and that's kind of how that dream how it manifested it was a total fever dream yes exactly so um, and I can uh, assure you you ran a fever consistently for several days I was I was very concerned because you were not you. And there was a point at which that I just broke down and cried because there was nothing that I could do to help you to feel better or anything. 
And it was just so frustrating because I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm the mom, I'm the fix it. And this was not something I could fix. So it frustrated me terribly, but thankfully you've been on the mend for a couple of days now and you're starting to be able to keep uh, food down as well as yay, you're back to consuming coffee. So I'm extremely happy about that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, meanwhile, let's see, actually, so we, we, we do have, a, you know, I guess, I guess for this next section, it's probably good to play the new intro that, uh, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking is this comes in at the perfect time. So Sir Rev Cybertrucker has blessed phone boy with a beautiful Christmas gift, if you will. Hidey ho, pedal heads, and welcome to Sir Reverend Cybertrucker's Cavalcade of Stupidity. And since I'm MIA, here's Phone Boy to take over. Now, there you That's go. That's brilliant. Yes. Thank you, Rev Cybertrucker. That is that is some value for value right there. That is some awesome stuff. So we actually are on the lookout for some more jingles to play on the stream during the off hours, right? So we any of you who listen along uh, when we're not live have probably heard some random clips that are dropped during the stream. And if you've been unlucky enough to be listening at the time when the stream just goes completely shit the bed and it just fires clip after clip after clip after clip, which has happened several times this week. Fuck you, liquid soap. But we are looking for what we call buffers, which are things like you hear, Sir Rev. Bu- they're actually they're actually called you. bumpers, honey. That's Excuse the, me, the, bumper. It was a B word. Like bite me and blow me. You you can do that in the after after party. Breaking the balls. Breaking Break the, the balls. balls. There's some more bees for you. So yes. The bumpers that we are looking for are things like when in the opening Sir Rev Cyber Trucker announces that you're listening to the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. We would love it if you would put your voice to a microphone and give us a bumper saying you're listening to the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Or something or something to promote the quote-unquote station identification, because, of course, I do use the stream when I do rideshare, and it has occasionally elicited questions because I do have the sticker on the back of the headrest. So if people are actually listening to the stream when one of the bumpers comes on, and they would then be making the connection in their mind between the sticker and what they're hearing, and it might create a conversation that would... Garner another listener. Who knows? So that's another way you can contribute some value back to us is create some jingles for us, some some bumpers for this stream. Exactly. We would we, we would love it if if y'all did that because uh, yeah, I don't want to do them all. And, and it would mean a lot. It would mean a lot. So you know, I know some of you have got some uh, got some ability to do that. Uh, the other thing people have the ability to do is uh, to call in to two five three two three seven three three two one. And right now we've got we I have got one voicemail that came in on on Thursday when we did an impromptu uh, uh, rideshare radio. And uh, you can still call in two five three two three seven three three two one, and the phone lines are open. So. Tell us, what's your New Year's resolution? Do you have one? Do you even believe in it? That's right. Well, let's play with this. Let's see what this caller has to say. 
yes, 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 yes. Uh, Chef Govum here. Um, uh, New Year's resolution for me, uh, I cannot become any more proficient at jazz piano, so I wish to discover a new form of music that I will play and I'll be happy, yes, overjoyed, yes, to uh, play it here on your show. Because, as you know, I am a avid listener. Uh, also, I intend to make a giant Gina Davis uh, out of spam and chicken wire, and uh, hopefully, something will land on that. Yes, 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 yes. Happy New Year! Yes, yes. Jesus Christ! Yes. I'm gonna break the fucking bell. Thank you, caller. Thank you. That. Was Chef Goblin? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm writing down Chef yes. Goblin as a as a potential show title. That was hilarious. Yeah. Thank you so much for that caller. You know what? I'm 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 a little disappointed though. Uh where's where where's our Mister Christopher Battles this week? I don't know. Well, we'll get it. You know, <laughs> he doesn't love us anymore because <laughs> we don't love Christmas. Or something like that. Well, I tell you no, what. I'm we, sure you just got busy. I tell you what. What we do love is this next thing, because uh, it's you know it's that time of the. Uh, oh, we definitely love this. Uh, I'll take a drink, and I my name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I I like to smoke reefer. You know, it relaxes me. I think a couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not free base cocaine. Are you fucking it, high? Yeah, apparently. The motherfuckers in Missouri are high. Yes, because Republican state senators filed legislation to renew last spring's failed effort to regulate intoxicating hemp products in Missouri, such as Delta 8 drinks and edibles. Now, Delta 8 THC products can be sold in stores in Missouri because the intoxicating ingredient THC is derived from hemp, not marijuana, which is a controlled substance. And hemp is federally legal. So, there's no state or federal law saying, say, saying teenagers or children can't buy them or stores can't sell them to minors. So, you know, almost maybe somebody will, should have been thinking of the children. No, uh, or there's some of the stores and vendors have taken it upon themselves to impose age restrictions 21 and up, certainly on all the stuff around here. They, I know they do that. And there's no requirement to list potential effects on the label or test how much THC is actually in them. Now, State Senator Nick Schroer, a Republican from O'Fallon, who chairs the... Le- I've actually been to O'Fallon in... in, in uh, in Illinois, that uh, chairs the legislative committee that oversees Missouri's marijuana rules, said the products are too easily accessible to children, particularly teenagers. Now, Schroer's bill would task the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, um, DHSS, I guess, with uh, regulating these products, as the agency currently does for the state's marijuana program. And products would have to be sold at DHS licensed dispensaries. State Representative Chad Perkins, a Bowling Green Republican, has filed a companion bill in the House. Now, a DHSS spokeswoman, Lisa Cox, said the department does not take a position on proposed bill. However, she said, we do acknowledge the potential and ongoing public health impact of unregulated THC products. Now, this is not the first time they've tried to pass this, and it, and it failed. And I'm, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people trying to keep this from happening. I've, I've noticed that states that legalize marijuana are now attacking the whole Delta 8 product line and trying to get it banned in their states. It's it's just a, a whole lot of <clears throat> bullshit. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll need to make sure you have that clip queued up tomorrow. I, I remember. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'll be wearing it the fuck out. Yes, exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I can never, you know, wear out the way I feel about this. I phone schmai phone. The 
guys see it? The only good phone's a landline, and the phone should be made out of Bakelite. Thank you, Tech Grouch. We do love the tech grouch. Right, we talk, to talk about the back of the napkin. Yes, I, 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 can't, yep. I can't wait to meet a JCD. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, I really hope at some point in time we can make this happen for you. We we made the the dream of hugging Adam Curry a reality. So I would love even more. Yes. God forbid JCD's actually listening. Yeah, I would li- could yes, I be that I, lucky? Somebody cut that yes, out. I would li- yes, I would like. I would love the opportunity to facilitate JCD meeting Phone Boy. Because I believe that is the one person who he would geek out over. And then JCD wouldn't be able to say that he doesn't know him. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so, all right. So I, I know y'all are dying to know. What to by Carl's Jr.? Fuck you. I'm eating. Yeah. I'm not doing anything special tonight. Literally just cooking up some hot dogs that are not hot, fresh garbage. Yeah. Because uh, I'm making something tomorrow, which is undecided currently. But by the time tomorrow uh, comes. Yeah. There, and there, I think and I think all the steaks will be thawed, too, that we've got because because uh, we have steaks to cook is um, that we took. Remember, we took them out a while ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, we're not doing the hot dogs. No, we're, we're doing do- the steak. Yeah, because yeah, I took more. Yeah, because I oh, took. Oh, shame on me. I, this was a switcheroo because originally we were talking about doing steak and eggs for before the show. And then doing hot dogs at dinner. And yeah, we decided to just do a cheese snack tray before the show and do the steak and eggs for dinner. That's right. So, yes, in Studio 33, uh, when we start, we are actually going to throw a couple of poop loops on. And we are going to get the steaks cooked. And I'll be doing the eggs. So by the time the poop loops are over, we will have some steak and eggs to be chowing down on in Studio 33. That's right. So... Um, okay, so now I guess we're di- now we're now we're on to the next uh, story. Now here. we're really into the meat. The Bluetooth device is connected uh, successfully. Yeah, so I actually I, I, um, I got into a discussion on NAS about uh, Bluetooth multipoint, which is the ability for a a Bluetooth device to connect to uh, to be connected to multiple uh, devices at the same time. It can use, be useful for a pair of headphones. Now it's a it, it, it's a it's a feature that allow yeah a lot feature that allows a single headset to maintain simultaneous connections to at least two source devices like a laptop and a smartphone. And it was introduced with the release of Bluetooth 4.0, which was a while ago, so over 10 years ago. And for it to function. The device must support both A2DP and FPHSP connections for audio streaming and talking, respectively. Now, some devices may support a phone and a computer connection only, while others can support two simultaneous phone connections. It all depends on what Bluetooth profiles are supported. Originally, it was intended for professional use. Say you have multiple work phones and use them all to field phone calls. But now, Bluetooth multipoint would come in handy uh, because you can be on one call without missing notifications from another device. Uh, I don't know. I like less notifications, not more, but that's just me. Uh, now, Bluetooth multipoint doesn't necessarily mean you can stream media from two devices at a time. Few headsets support this properly, and most are limited to designating one device as the media player and the other strictly for pushing notifications through. Other devices, like the, this, this particular Sony uh, uh, thing, only support multipoint connectivity over the AAC Bluetooth codec, and it's a mixed bag of something that's rarely stated in the marketing copy. Yeah, try to, yeah good luck trying to find this shit in the marketing copy. Now, there's both 
both simple and advanced Bluetooth multipoint, now both of which operate on the same principle. One headset connects to two devices at a time. However, simple multipoint is less, well, advanced because it drops the current call from the primary source device once you answer an incoming call from the secondary source device. Now, fortunately, most handsets support advanced multipoint. This, this, this puts a primary call on hold when a second incoming call is answered. It's great for anyone who likes to chat with their friends during lunch breaks but needs to remain available for professional happenings. Now, advanced multipoint is available in professional Bluetooth headsets, but it isn't quite as ubiquitous within the consumer audio market. Now, some handsets even allow you to connect three devices at the same time. That's a lot of, that's a lot of devices. Now, Bluetooth multipoint seems to be a difficult technology to nail properly, and very few handsets do, headsets do it well. Rather than deal with this, companies like Samsung and Samsung and Samsung, there we go, try to say that while stoned, and Apple prefer automatic device switching, which rids the need to manually disconnect from one device before reconnecting to another. Uh, when you use the Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro and Apple AirPods across compatible Sam Samsung and Apple devices, respectively, the earplugs automatically detect playback when you hit play on the desired device. This means they switch source devices without you ever needing to enter the phone's Bluetooth menu. There's a list of headsets that support this uh, the support multipoint in the article linked in the show notes. Uh, if this feature is important, you know, obviously look for it on the spec sheet or whatever. But uh, it's not so, it's not something I've seen when buying headsets. I mean, when I go on Amazon, I can sometimes find this stuff. But it's uh, you know it, they they, do, they don't know certainly a lot of the cheaper headsets probably don't support multipoint. Well, I've seen it only in the higher end ones, but it's and certainly not in every higher end one. And the problem with the AirPods that I've found is that because they have the ability to switch from one device to the other sadly <clears throat> it is not flawless and it often causes the airpods to not want to connect to any fucking device even though it claims to be connected to the device because it's having a technical tug of war uh, yes, of course. It, yeah, the, the, it, yeah. I know. I have to. There's. I've got a. I've, I've got two phones and you know, the, the tablets and and, and, so, and so on. And it. And unfortunately, yeah. I have to. I've actually turned it off on some of the. the I mean, so it won't. It won't come up on certain devices precisely because yeah. of, because of that problem. So. Um, it's fucking annoying. Yes, it is. Now, uh, what's also maybe annoying is uh, this. Now, that's a, that's a beep from an Apple AirTag. And, and Apple AirTags are meant to help you effortlessly find your keys or track your luggage. Can I and, point something out? What's that? That's also the tone that plays for your iPods in the Find My... Yes, I think it, I think it is, yes. I, I'm positive of it. I've had to set it off enough times. I'm very familiar with that tinky yes. sound. It's similar, yes. Now, but the same features that make them easy to deploy and inconspicuous in your daily life have also allowed them to be abused as a sinister tracking tool that domestic abusers and criminals can use to stalk their targets. Now, over the past year, Apple has taken proactive steps to notify iPhone and Android users if an AirTag is in their vicinity for a significant amount of time without the presence of the owner's iPhone, which would which could indicate that an AirTag has been planted to secretly track their location. Now, Apple hasn't exactly said how long this time interval is, but to create the much-needed alert system, System, Apple has made some crucial changes to the location privacy design the company originally developed a few years ago for its Find My device tracking feature. Now, researchers from Johns Hopkins University and the University of California, San Diego say, though, that they've developed a cryptographic scheme to bridge the gap, now prioritizing the detection of potentially malicious air tags while also preserving maximum privacy for air tag users. Now, the Find My system uses both public and private cryptographic keys to identify individual air tags and manage their location tracking. But Apple developed a particularly thoughtful mechanism 
mechanism to regularly rotate the public device identifier every 15 minutes, according to researchers. This way, it would be much more difficult for someone to track your location over time using a Bluetooth scanner to follow the identifier around. Now, this worked well for privately tracking the location of, say, your MacBook if it was lost or stolen, but the downside of constantly changing this identifier for AirTags was that provided cover for the tiny devices to be deployed abusively. Yes. Now, in reaction to this conundrum, Apple revised the system so an AirTag's public identifier now only rotates once every 24 hours if the AirTag is away from an iPhone or other uh, uh, or Apple device that owns it. Now, the idea is that this way other devices can detect potential stalking, but won't we throw up alerts all the time if you spend a weekend with a friend who has their iPhone and AirTag on their keys in their pockets? Now, in practice, though, um, the researchers say that these uh, changes have created a situation where AirTags are broadcasting their location to anyone who checking within a 30 to 50 foot radius over the course of an entire day, which is enough time to track a person as they go about their life and get a sense of their movements. Now, the solution Green and his fellow researchers came up with leans up on two established areas of cryptography that the group worked to implement in a, in a background on mobile devices without being disruptive. Now, the first element is secret sharing, which allows the creation of systems that can't reveal anything about a secret unless enough separate puzzle pieces present themselves and come together. Then if conditions are right, the system can reconstruct the secret. In the case of AirTags, the secret is the true static identity of the device underlying the public identifier that is frequently changing for privacy purposes. Now, secret sharing was conceptually useful for the researchers to employ because they would be able to develop a mechanism where a device like a smartphone would only be able to determine that it was being followed around by an AirTag with a constantly rotating public identifier if the system received enough of a certain type of ping over time. Then suddenly the conspicuous AirTag anonymity would fall away and the system would be able to determine that it had been close proximity for a concerning amount of time. Now, the researchers first published a paper about their findings in September and have submitted it to Apple. Now, more recently, they, not they notified the industry consortium about the proposal. Now, Apple has not commented on it or made any statements that are cons considering these changes. I mean, yeah, I'm reading this story and I'm, and I'm thinking about what we've got planned for tomorrow. And you might, and, and there's, yes. I think there's some stuff in this, uh, when you start, when we start uh, combining this with some of the stuff from tomorrow, it, it, it makes it pretty scary what, and some, you know, just the fact that these things are out there, you know, beaconing all the time that we, they could build. With. That's been something that's been a concern since you and I, um, obtained these particular tags. Exactly. Now, um, unfortunately, uh, this is something we've had for a while. Can we forget about the hack we suffered just last week? Yeah, so... Um Kaspersky's global research and analysis team, otherwise known as GREAT, uh, has exposed a previously unknown feature in Apple iPhones that allowed malware to bypass hardware-based memory protection. Addressed as CVE-2023-38606, which was patched in July of 2023, the issue affected iPhones running iOS versions up to 16.6, according to the cybersecurity outfit this week. Kaspersky reckons the hardware feature, which, and, and, and there's technical, you know, the many technical details, may have been intended for testing or debugging. Yeah, well, hopefully that. That, but certainly the great gang couldn't find any public documentation on it, which meant the attack vector proved tricky to detect and analyze using the team's usual tools when miscreants uh, uh, came to exploit the hole. Uh, now, according to Kaspersky, attackers leverage this hardware feature to bypass hardware-based security protections and manipulate the contents of protected memory regions. Now, researchers had to reverse engineer the device to track down the vulnerability exploited. Particular attention was paid to memory mapped I.O. addresses used for communication between the CPU and other devices. The problem was that the attackers used unknown MMIO addresses to bypass hardware-based kernel protection. Therefore, the team had, had to pick through the hardware, firmware, and kernel images 
to work out what was going on. The vulnerability played a critical role in the Operation Triangulation campaign earlier this year, which allowed miscreants to gain access to targeted devices, deploy spyware, and snoop user data. Kaspersky informed Apple about the exploitation of the hardware feature, which was swiftly mitigated. All the hardware protections in the world won't help if somebody leaves in an undocumented something that allows those protections to just be bypassed. You know, you can't just, you can't rely on security through obscurity anymore. I mean, I don't think you could ever could, but, uh, yeah, but this it, is it kind of, in my opinion, it calls into question Apple's credibility as a technology company. If you're going to allow things like this to happen, your, your developers and your test analysts need to be a whole lot more on the ball. These vulnerabilities cannot continue to go left unchecked and distributed to the world, unless it's an inside job. I'm just saying. Well, wave till tomorrow. That's all I can say about that. Oh, believe me. I, I know that the listeners are going to get a hell of a show to send 2023 off properly. Okay, well, let's. Uh, I think we need to go under the junk drawer. Humanity was incapable of solving even its most basic problems, like garbage, which had been stacked for centuries. Yes. Wow, that something that, that clip has got some noise in it. Or yeah, something. it weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But now you'd think. Uh, the DEA would have its hands full uh, blowing billions of dollars on a lost drug war and filling people's heads with hysterical stupidity about the magical powers of fentanyl. But as, as a FOIA terrorist, Jason Leopold documented for BuzzFeed News in mid-2020, the DEA, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency, felt it needed to travel out of its wheelhouse, asking the DOJ for permission to conduct covert surveillance on people protesting uh, police violence following the murder of George Floyd by Minnesota police officer Derek Chauvin. Uh, now, Prompted by that revelation, the Cato Institute went searching for more documentation of the DEA's mission creep, and it found something. As Patrick Eddington reports, the DEA had sent its officers and agents all over the nation to do things definitely not related to its primary directive, ensuring Americans never run out of illicit drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yes. That it did. Exactly. The DEA was given permission to enforce any federal crime committed by police violence protesters, but that temporary pass was supposed to expire two weeks after the DOJ issued it. The DEA apparently felt the free pass to go off task was permanent. Um, the document contained by the by Cato contains a very strange list of uh, things the DEA, DEA has been permitted to do, or maybe more not explicitly permitted, maybe just ignored. The DEA sought explicit permission to engage in surveillance of police protesters in 2020, but Cato notes the list handed to it by the DEA dates back Back to 2005. <clears throat> maybe the agency has always sought permission for these off-task actions, or maybe it just showed up on the scene without being explicitly told they weren't allowed to or, or needed to do that. What? Yes. Now, the list of events the DA was involved in included security at a few sporting events, including Super Bowls, uh, the, uh, marathons, existence with hurricane efforts, and various other things. I'm not surprised by any of this. I just want to put that out there. Now, whatever the underlying reason, which may include direction from the DOJ, who is responsible for the DEA, it clearly shows the DEA is willing to bring its drug warning exp expert, warning expertise to places it isn't needed. And given the agency has a singular focus, there's a good chance many of these events it chose to attend never asked for its help. It just showed up and hung around till the event was over. Um, Maybe look like they're doing something. Well, it's also an intimidation factor, I think, because you know they're wearing that fucking official DEA type jacket or they look like a fucking narc.
None of this is particularly nefarious, but it does look wasteful and more than a little disorganized. I shouldn't be asking for the big bucks to fight a war, but then act like your private security force or worse, the National Guard, just because you can't. Sure. I think the drug war is a waste of money, but I would expect those who believe it isn't, that that, be, that being the DA and its employees, to at least maintain the pretense as long as they're going to be blowing my money. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't disagree with that, and I'm pretty sure that, in your opinion, there's something else they could blow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, this is what I have to say to those fuckers. Y'all are a bunch of fucking degenerates. Okay, so so we so the last time we got together, I talked about the fact that the Apple Watch, uh, uh, or the, the certain models of the Apple Watch were banned from being sold in the U.S. Well, that ban has been temporarily paused. It is one Apple has won a temporary pause of the Apple Watch ban that went into effect on uh, this last Tuesday. So it will resume sales in Apple stores, uh, you know, starting Wednesday and on uh, Apple.com on Thursday. And, and of course, you know, and I've, and I've got notifications. You can buy the watch. Well, yeah, I have. I, I bought one of those watches before they stopped selling them. So uh, a federal appeals court ordered. Uh, ordered a halt on the import of sales and bans today after Apple requested that they be paused at least until U.S. Customs can determine if changes it's making to the Apple Watch would be enough to avoid the patent dispute that led to the ban in the first place. Now, Customs is expected to issue its decision on January 12th. The court order means that Apple can resume selling the Apple Watch Series 9 and Apple Watch Ultra 2 for the moment. Now, both watches were pulled from the website last week and off, and, and, and off of store shelves this week as the ban went into effect. So, I guess we get to play chicken with this and see what happens. Uh, you know, I mean, this is get simply piano and start learning this holiday oh, season. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, what what are you doing? Oh, you're doing something. Okay, well, I, I need to. Oh, oh, that's right. We didn't get a clip for this. This is for this next story. There's a reason that I'm having. I'm giving you hand signals to vamp, pretty please. Okay, well, okay. So now you got to plug the thing in and 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 do it. You know, so we can actually hear what you've uh, what you found. You know what? Fuck it. I I will do it. Uh, do it live. live. Yeah. Do it, do it. <laughs> Fuck do it. it. We're doing it live. Goddamn. Yeah, we're doing Might it as live. Well. The water spout. <laughs> Down came the rain. Fuck it. Okay. The spider out. Okay. Anyway. Out. You get the basic idea. Yes. Um, so. <clears throat> I think when I found when I found this story this morning, I said, "You're sending you're sending some of this to my ex, right?" I immediately was like, "This is fucking happening." Yes. So, uh, so recently, cult favorite brand Sol de Janeiro uh, released a new scent of its popular body butter, which boasts an uplifting and delicious fragrance with notes of vanilla orchid and sheer sandalwood that has been scientifically shown to boost your mood. But unfortunately, according to one reviewer that's now gone viral, it may later may later completely ruin that boosted mood by attracting wolf spiders. I am all about this. This isn't entirely unheard of. A user of Sol de Janeiro's perfume found it was attracting bugs, and at least one Twitter user replied to the original tweet to share that she had a similar experience with a hairspray that attracted bees. The Sol de Janeiro perfume that allegedly attracts bugs contains vanilla, much like the butter in question. Of course, these are just anecdotes, right? I mean... Oh, I would absolutely love to know how much truth is behind this, because, yeah, that would be money well wasted. Unlike this next bullshit. Fuck you! 
Now, as with most industries in suffering from enshittification, it's one of my favorite words, uh, that generally means that imposing, um, so that, me, that generally means uh, imposing obnoxious new restrictions like Netflix's password sharing, uh, endless price hikes, and obnoxious and dubious new fees geared toward pleasing Wall Street's utterly insatiable demand for improved quarterly returns at any cost. All while the underlying product quality deteriorates due to corner cutting and employees struggling to get paid. And I see the giant ridiculous turd that is the Time Warner Discovery merger. And there's you know, talking about merging, you know, I don't know, some of these other uh, things as well. You know, I don't know. Uh, so a case in point. Now, Amazon customers who already pay $15 a month or $139 annually for Amazon Prime, which includes the subscriptions to Amazon to Amazon streaming TV service. Now, in a bid to make Wall Street happy, Amazon recently announced it would start hitting those users with entirely new streaming TV ads, something you can only avoid if you're willing to shell out an additional $3 a month. <sighs> Amazon, 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 Amazon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking embarrassing! Yes. Amazon gets enough of my fucking money as it is. It really, they really do. Yeah. And, and, and seriously, like, so, but this is what's happening. And, and, and I, it was funny because, you know, and I've always kind of thought about this because I saw the stream, you know, I, I saw the, Oh, you can buy this, you can buy that. And I immediately saw, it's like, all they've done is replace the fucking cable bundle. They've just taken the cable company out of the cable bundle. There's still, you, know, you still got to spend a lot of money if you want to watch it. You know, you know, basically if you want to watch sports, you're fucked, right? You, you have to pay an insane amount of money to do that. And uh, I, I do love though, how YouTube TV is now, or, uh, not YouTube um, NFL uh, ticket uh, is Sunday now ticket, yeah. yeah that's that's the one is now like oh for the rest of the season just thirty nine dollars like you motherfuckers are are clowning you're funny as fuck you're desperate that's obvious yes it's uh and then yeah the reality is is that yes it, it's in order to get that thirty nine dollars you have to be on the you have to be on like a seventy dollar a month plan for for fucking yeah it's 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 a total money grab i mean we know this yes so i I, so yes that is the only reason that that, because otherwise they wouldn't be able to support it it's you know it's like okay well if i could just if i could just pay for the sports and you know that would be much better for me but you know what do do i know you know i think they'd get a whole lot more people willing to shell out x amount of money if they would stop the bullshit and just make it a flat fee and go with it yes but you know as you know as we know the tv industry is dying and, and it's kind of and you know they're 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 competing you know the, this is about the only thing that's making money in in in, in you know is, is is sports it's about it right and well here's here's the logical handshake between youtube and nfl sunday ticket is with the subscription to youtube you take all the annoying fucking commercials away and you have a backdoor fucking you know tickle tickle deal with sunday ticket where for like 50 bucks you get all the fucking games so both sides of the coin are winning and everybody's happy because more people are going to be like yeah this is worth you know again it's a value for value thing but greed overtakes logic every time all right i think um okay why why am i why is my soundboard not up because it's not because my soundboard isn't here my oh no no fucking over i've enjoyed every minute of it yeah i don't know my uh unfortunately my clipboard was not quite uh, warm so fucking over this i've 
fucking enjoyed every minute of it. There we go. Let's just do it. Do them again correctly. So that would help. Yes, exactly. So, and I think we've uh, we've reached the end of our, we've reached the end of our show for uh, for uh, today, and we will uh, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow with it, and right after no agenda, hopefully. Um, but uh, until then, I think uh, you know the show. Let's see, the show ends something like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Fucking eight. Let's quit the swearing. <laughs>